Glue talk. <clears throat> Glue talk. Glue talk. Podcast that I started about a year, year and a half ago. One of the things I always said when I started the podcast is we would always talk about the sticky subjects, always be honest, open. Uh, if you have anything that you agree or disagree about, we can talk about it. Glue talk. Glue talk this evening, I want to be 100% authentic with you. 100% real with you. Um, I'm coming to you right now. And I'm uh, in a down stage. Um, I'm at that point in life where the other night I had to drop down on my knees, surrender it all to God, literally. I had to drop down on my knees in a parking lot because God, I'm tired. I'm tired of living. Um, and again, when we begin this podcast, I always said I'd be authentic and real with you. At that point in my life, you know, you come to that point in your life where you're at your lowest. You know, and people will say, and people will look from the outside and say, well, you know, man of God, preacher, pastor, minister, reverend, whatever you want to call, whatever um, title, brother, whatever title you want to attach to a a person who believes in God, but that does not stop a person from having those moments of just tired and tired. And, and frankly, at that point, I was tired of me, tired of me. Have you ever been at that point where you could just honestly say, I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you. You know, as, as I'm driving down the road on Thursday and I, I just began to think, man, I'm tired of you. I am tired of you. Why do you say the things you say? Why do you do the things you do? Why do you act the way you act? Honestly, again, glue talk. I always said I would be 100% authentic with you. I'm a man that, honestly, I have no friends. And I can say that today because I want to be real. I want to save someone. I want to help you save yourself. Understand this. It may not save me. It may not save me. But if I can save someone else, if I can say something that someone will turn back to God, surrender your life, place your hand in his hand, place all your hope in, in him. Don't be a guy or a girl. Don't try to, or don't allow your pride 
to hurt the ones you love the most. Don't do stupid things. Then uh, don't try to manipulate things. That is a word I've, I've learned. I've learned and I know now. When you try to manipulate things. They only go south. And if it sounds like I'm recording with tears in my eyes, I, I am. Um, you know, I said on this podcast, we'd always talk about uh, our relationship with God and politics. But tonight, I just want to be a man. I just want to be able to share how I feel. Don't feel much like um, living, to be honest with you. When you hurt the ones you love the most. They begin to wonder, do you really love them? And I want to say this, if, if I never get to say it again. I never get to say it again. Um, as a man, I got to say it. I'm hurting. Hurting bad. I got a hole in my heart right now. And yes, I ruined my marriage. Yes. If you want to know, yes, I've ruined my marriage. I love my wife with all my heart. I have uh, never messed around on her. Nothing like that, but just lying. I think lying is as bad as messing around on someone. You know, when you lie, um, I've gone through a bout with depression. Um, probably 15, 20 years ago. Honestly, when I first met my wife, she she introduced me to God. I thought I knew God, but I didn't know God like like that until I met her and I saw the love that she had for God, the family. And and I just I fell in love with with her all over again. I fell in love with God first. I fell in love with her. I fell in love with the children. I, I fell in love with how her family supported one another, how they loved one another. You see, growing up, I was what some people call a child prodigy, uh, 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 a genius. And that's not to try to sound big or anything, because I didn't do anything with it, so does it matter? But that was me. I used to um, actually... Uh, I never got an opportunity to be in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, because I was always ahead of those grades, taking tests, doing other things. And I didn't know at the time that it would lead to depression. I, I knew something was wrong because I never had the type of parents who said, hey, that's, that's good, we're proud of you, keep up the great work. 
It was just like it was expected. Oh, that's that's just what he does. I was never challenged as a child to 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 bloom, to just allow all my gifts to flourish. So I went through elementary, middle school, high school. Got to the point of finishing high school and <clears throat> all these scholarship offers coming in, offers from schools, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, um, Stanford. These schools are offering my parents just, if you allow your child to come here, We'll take care of everything. Literally, full scholarships. And I never will forget my parents told me, well, you can go off if you want, but you know, on those holidays and things, we can't afford to bring you home. So if you want, you can go ahead and go. But just know that you can't come home. And when you're 17, 18 years old, and your parents say that to you, and your parents say that to you, it's, it's kind of like Am I, am I enough? Am I enough? Uh, I began to wonder that. I didn't know what depression looked like. I didn't know, so you go on with life, and I tried to go on with college, and uh, do college my own way. Didn't know what love was. Fell in love with the streets. Made quite a bit of money, spent quite a bit of money. Didn't know what love looked like. One day I met a young lady. One day I met a young lady. And honestly, at first, she was mean to me. But we made contact and began to talk and began to share things with one another, family thing. I got an opportunity to see her family and I was like, wow. That's what it looks like when when a family supports one another, you know, they would go to church and and I would always say, wow, they were just, you know, they had their family colors and things like that that they did. I didn't understand that. I can say that honestly. I didn't understand that. Because my family has always been so hard just to get together to 
even talk on the phone. And I began to see this up close and I was like, wow. It's like, wow. But I want to be honest with you. You got to remember, this is a tough guy to love. So we broke up quite a few times. Quite a few times. We broke up and always my fault. Stupid stuff I did. Finally, we were able to get together. I put my hand in God's hand. We married. Um, I put my, I was putting my hand in God's hand and things were happening for us. You know, I, I realized that through a lot of prayer that I was called to preach the word. And I did that. And at that time, I was closer to God than I had ever been in my life. Again, remember when I started this podcast, I just wanted to be authentic and real. And that's what I'm doing tonight. I did that. Um, preach. We we started a business. My wife was a school teacher. She was not seeing the outcome in the public school that she had prayed and thought that needed to be a great outcome. We she started an education center, GED center, and through that we we grew some other things, community services and. We began to have Bible school, Bible study. And through that, we began to have church. But let me share with you what happened to me along the way. I lost myself in the business. I lost myself in the business. I understood, I began to understand this the other day through my surrender to God that I lost myself in the business, not the church. I lost myself in the business. So when the business began to bottom out, I became so depressed. I became so depressed that I forgot to love on my family. I forgot to love on my wife. I just forgot. I fell into a hole of depression. And listen to me. Listen to me. I fell into a hole of depression that I never saw. I fell into a hole of depression that that I only began to recognize a little over a year ago. I was in that hole over 10 years. In that 10 years, I failed my wife. I failed my family. I failed miserably. We became homeless. She stayed with me. She stayed with me. Listen to me. She stayed with me. No woman should have to go through that. I took her there. And she stayed with me out of love. 
yet I was still depressed and didn't know. I was so depressed, I did not know because she kept telling me I was depressed because I kept talking about the failure of the business, the failure of the people. I placed everything on someone else, not on me. It was always someone else. It was always someone else. Um, and I think one of the big things I never had anybody to talk to. Um, a little over a year ago, this same woman, my wife, insisted, you must go get help. And I went and was diagnosed severely depressed with severe depression. When I walked into the doctor's office, the doctor said, I can look in your eyes and see you're severely depressed. I didn't know, didn't believe it, didn't want to hear it. I had to go for help. Um, they sent me to a place, a respite for like a week. And honestly, when I came out, I felt pretty good. Remember, remember, man of God. <laughs> wow, yeah, sure. I felt pretty good. As I came out, optimistic, yet I wasn't taking my medicine correctly. And I feel like I'm okay now. Boy, was I wrong. I, I tried to jump back off into business and I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. Because I I had to come to understand in business, you got to roll with the punches. And I was holding things. When things happened, I would, I would just hold on to it too long. Rather than, than make an audible, I would always hold it and be like, okay, well, this going to work. If it didn't work, I was not ready to go to plan B, C, and D. I would always try to stick to plan A. I'm just being real tonight. I got to be real on this podcast. If I can't be real here, where else can we be real at? All the time, I thought that I had repented, that I had surrendered to God. But God kept tapping me, reminding me, you have not surrendered. You have not repented. You have not done what I want you to do. You have not done what I told you to do. And you can't do it because guess what? You're 100% fake when you stand before the people. You got to share your life with the people. Let them know who you are. Let them know who you are. 
That's how you'll grow my church. But you know, pride. Good God Almighty, that thing. That thing called pride. Understand me. Hear me. That thing called pride will kill you. It will destroy your life. It will destroy relationships. It will destroy you. I was working, but not like you should. You know, I began to do some little Amazon stuff and would do that. And <clears throat> Amazon and and um, another place called LSO delivering things. But you know, those jobs are not full-time jobs. Those are side gigs, something to do. It's not something that you take care of your, your wife and kids with. But I was going to continue to do it because got to remember in my mind, stuck in my mind, I'm going to make this business work. I'm going to make this business work. I'm going to make it work. So I'm doing that and And um, kids grow up, you know, trying to survive. Not being a proper husband. All that my wife had been through, I, I, I should have been them, purchased and, and placed her in a home. She deserves it. She stuck with me through everything. Then when I, as she would say to me, when I decided to check back into the marriage, you have to understand she had made, uh, she had hooked back up with her sorority and, and people in business and she would go out to dinner uh, do events with those people and here I am trying to check back into life and life was just passing by me like a train and there I stood there I stood lost here I am now lost I'm lost. Do I know what to do? I fell out on my knees and I didn't, I don't care who saw me. Surrendered to God, put my face on the ground. I surrender and repent for all my ill, for all my sins. Lord, I'm sorry. What you have for me to do, I will do from this day forward. I will go. I will do. You tell me and I will do. You tell me and I will do. Show me the way. Lead me and I will follow.
Because I'm tired of this guy. I'm tired of the guy I've been, the mess, the monk that I've been. I'm so tired of him. I don't like him. Honestly, I'm just going to be honest, authentic, honest. I'll tell you the truth. As I sat there on Thursday night, mind you, I'm going to be honest with you. My wife kicked me out the house. I deserved it. She kicked me out. You know, when you kicked out the house, you don't have anywhere to go. I'm living in my car. You know, it's two or three in the morning and enemies say, you know what? You know what? You're in this parking lot and it's a highway right there. Why don't you go ahead and just walk across that highway? And hopefully someone will hit you and it'll be all over. And honestly, I battled that. I battled that until today when I fell out on my knees. Honestly, when I fell out on my knees, I was getting ready to walk across that highway. But I was so weak in the knees because, remember, I haven't ate. I haven't really ate or drank anything. No, I have not ate or drank anything but water since Thursday. So, I fell out on my knees, weak. And when I fell out to call on my knees, I, I just went into prayer, God. If, if you're ready for me to go, take me. Take me now. I'm ready. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. Lord, I surrender to you. I give it all to you because I can't handle this life anymore. I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of cheating. I'm tired of manipulating. I'm tired of all that. I'm tired. I don't want to do it anymore. I can't do it anymore. I just want to be real and authentic. Real and authentic. Real and authentic. Um, that's all I want. To be real and authentic. And that's why I came on here to share that with you guys. Hopefully, again, hopefully, I can share my story with someone and it will help you to not be in this position I'm in. You know, man of God, you call yourself. But tonight I call myself homeless. That's what I call myself. And I have to be honest with that. I have to be honest with that. If I ever hope to heal, I got to be honest with who I am, where I'm at. I just got to be honest. There's no more lying. No more cheating. No more stealing. No more manipulate no more of that 
All that time is over. Um, that time is over. Because I'm tired. I'm tired spiritually, mentally, physically, emotionally. Mental. I'm tired. I'm tired. Um, I'm just tired. Um, you know, you just get tired. I don't know if any of you have ever been tired. But if you have, you know where I'm coming from. When you're tired, you're tired. Um, it's just something that happens. How depression snuck on, on me and happened, it happened. I put too much in man and not enough in God. Father God, I come to you tonight. I apologize. I apologize to you 100% for ever placing any man above you, in front of you, beyond you. I apologize for any situation I put before you, beyond you, above you. Father, I'm just so, so tired. Please help me to dig out of this. If it's your will, you know the way. Father, I thank you for this thing that we call life. But Father, if it's time for me to come home and be with you, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Father, I ask that you continue to cover my family. My wife and kids, place your head, your protection around them. Have whole and love them. Let no hurt, harm, or danger fall upon them. Father, I ask that you would love on them, bless them, keep them, hold them. Have them. Father, I ask all these things in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ, your darling son who hung, bled, and died so that I could petition you on this day, at this moment in time. I thank you and love you. Amen. Amen. Thank God. I thank you for listening to me tonight. I may do another podcast tomorrow. I may not. But I thank you. I thank each and every one of you. But remember one thing. Tell your family you love them. Show them you love them. And appreciate them. If you have a good woman. Sure, you love her. Don't forget to look at her. Hold her hand and love her.